everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of Op Ed Fridays. I'm here with Barb Allen. Appreciate you all tuning in. And we have our friend Ron coming on board here. Ron is a trooper. We just pinged him last minute and he was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll get up and I'll do this last minute. Ron, when I get to you in a minute, you're going to understand exactly why my brain went directly to you when I saw this story that I'm going to admit triggered me a little bit, but I want to understand more about it. And I feel like you are the perfect guy to ask about it. Yeah. So good morning, everyone. Yeah, good morning. So on Op-Ed Fridays, we like to cover what we call the most ridiculous news stories of the week, uh, current events. This week was packed with some crazy stories, uh, some good, some bad, some just insane. We don't know what people are doing out there who are leading our country, our politicians, but we're going to address some of those top things today on the show. But let's welcome Ron Hammond in and uh, get this thing uh, started. Ron. Hey, Ron. Hey, hey guys. How you doing? There we go. Ron, you're a trooper, man. Thank you so much. Anytime. Uh, but I, I'll do what yeah, I can. You, you should learn not to say that to us because we actually take you literally. <laughs> it's all right. I'll do what I can when I can. So look, oh. for people who may have somehow missed the episode we did with you or may not know who you are, give a brief backdrop of your resume and your background. And then you all, if you missed it, we need to, we'll pop the link into Ron's interview because you need to go back and hear his full story. Cool. Thanks. Uh, I was uh, in the Army. I was an officer in the uh, United States Army. Uh, I was also an operations officer in the CIA. I uh, did that for many years and um, left the CIA just short of uh, 2001 and started a series of companies that basically supported the war against terror. And uh, started uh, Ops Lens uh, in response to what I saw as uh, progressive bullshit, well, BS. Yeah, 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 go for it. Uh, uh, going on uh, in the country, and that we needed uh, more opinion through the lens of people who've done the work operationally. So, yeah, it is Ops a great platform, Ops Lens. We're excited to be a part of it. We stream live there every Thursday night now. Uh, and and we love it, and we see all the other shows that are out there. <clears throat> so, and you've helped us elevate our game and refine that. We're going to talk to you about. Well, hang on, Dave just did something, and now I can't hear you. Ron, speak again. Yep, we just lost Ron. Oh, technical difficulties. I think Dave just touched something. No, I just turned up your microphone a little bit. I don't know. We lost Ron. This is the beauty of going live. Yeah. Wait, you have his, you have his muted. See? Oh yeah. All right. Here we go. See, he did touch it. He does this all the time. Oh, he's not muted. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to oh, figure. Oh, Ron muted himself. Ron, you muted yourself. We're going to figure this right out. There. See, little, there yeah. we go. Oh, there we go. Welcome back, Ron. Thank you. It was my pleasure. These bows, I didn't have them charged, and they they crapped on me right right while I was talking. Sorry. Uh, don't you hate it when that happens? That's all right. Totally. We're going to persevere. I can't wait to get into the reason I pinged you, but I think Dave's going to make me wait because he wants to do his shit first. What's that? Your stories first. Oh, yeah. So the big story mm -hmm. that I thought was the most ridiculous thing is what we've seen probably over the last 48 hours. Right. That, uh, a big push here by some Democrats to pack the court. They want to add four Supreme Court justices to the Supreme Court. It's insane. 
Yes. Um, but someone who Barb doesn't like too much, Nancy Pelosi, uh, actually, That's really an understatement. actually has come out <laughs> saying that she has no intention to bring this to the floor. Um, so, look, Nancy's sharp. She knows that this is basically a uh, an explosion waiting to happen. She knows that this is probably going to get a tremendous amount of pushback. So she's smart enough to realize that if she brings this to the floor, I think, you know, she's going to see that pushback. The only thing she has to deal with right now is the far left who are really pushing these proposals. And that's the tug of war that's happening right now inside of the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. Serious tug of war. Uh, the fact that they even brought it up is insane. I've heard some of the arguments. I think everybody forgets that for the last, what, 40 years, the the court has been really left-leaning, not right-leaning. So that I don't see how they could argue, use the argument that Trump uh, destroyed the court by appointing three justices, and now it happens to be just a slight uh, increase to conservative over left. Uh, a couple of them I don't believe are conservative. Right. The way they've been voting lately. Um, but the fact is, it's been liberal a liberal court for the last 40 years. That's why things have been able to get through that they want. So, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And when they were all screaming, I don't know how I feel about them, you know, Russian, uh, this last appointment that they did, you know, but it's done. And even the, the, all the concerns that we heard that, you know, he was just appointing that justice so that, uh, he could make sure he wins the election, but she voted not to even hear the cases. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. I, but they're still complaining that it's so far right. But the woman that he appointed and rushed through to get appointment voted against hearing yeah. a case that outraged a lot of people. So, and so did Kavanaugh, didn't he? Didn't he also vote yeah. against hearing it? Yeah. So like what, on what grounds are they saying, what has the Supreme court done? That is so crazy but like the democrats are in this grab they want all they want all the power they have well, most of the power now they want it all there's one shadow that their darkness has not reached and they they want it all so they came out yesterday when, when they did the press conference they said that the reason they're doing this is because the court no, no longer follows the will of the people and that's just not true it does follow the will of people it's just not feeling following the will of what you want <laughs> Well, 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 absolutely. But, you know, and that's a nice blanket generalized statement that I hear from individuals a lot. Well, everybody says this and I'm like, well, who's everybody? Please, please tell me who the hell are you talking about when you say everybody? So when they say the will of the people, please give me specific facts where they have not upheld the will of the people. Right. I mean, and I'm going to say about 75 million of us really wanted the Supreme Court to hear those cases. Exactly. And yeah. they were like, no, no we're just not going to do it. Here's what here's where my brain goes with all of this, with Pelosi coming out and saying she's not going to bring it through the floor. I don't really trust her. She's a crafty. She's a crafty one. She's right. Crafty. And even if her intent is not to bring it to the floor now, what if all this court packing stuff is really just smoke and mirrors to get through what they they know they can get through, which is like term limits and assigning them different cases and all that. What if they just get everybody so frothy over this and so whipped up that they're like, yeah, you know, we're not, we're not doing that. This is what we're going to do. This is much more rational. So what if they have actual yeah. plans to drastically alter how the Supreme court functions, but they're just getting everybody so pissed and so worked up over all this 
that they're going to bring everybody down. Yeah, like like and and present something that they feel is much more palatable to everyone. Yeah, like Anthony said last week, it's it's more of a like a sniff test. Like yeah, they just put this out there. They see one. They want to see what the reaction is. They want to see how far they can they can take it. What they can and cannot get away with. And yeah. then they'll kind of adjust their plan from there, depending on the public pushback. But they're going to get something pushed through. They always do. And especially if they tack it on to H.R. 1 and they do a special session, cut out the ability for the Senate to be able to vote, then you can't take any right. any of the line items out. It just goes through as is, like they did the last one, right? So, yeah, I think that's a very good possibility, smoke and mirrors. And really the the bulk of what they're trying to do is going to be in the H.R. 1. Yes. How many thousands of pages? I mean, who's read it? I, I, I have not had the time to read it. So I read a lot of it. I read I took a couple hours and I skimmed through it and I don't understand it all. Right. And I I actually I don't want to be doing this. So part of me gets pissed. I'm like, dude, we hired you people to do this. I have my jobs. I have my career. I have my things. I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to have to monitor you and make sure you're not abusing your power and oh, yeah. doing bad things. So I'm actually upset that I, I know we have a responsibility to pay attention. It's one thing to pay attention. And it's one thing to disagree with something, some policy, who's going to agree with everybody. I didn't agree with everything Trump did. And I certainly didn't agree with everything he said, but I knew that he yeah. was doing the majority of good and no one's going to agree with everything. Right. So I don't expect to agree with everything they're doing, but when everything they're doing is so outrageous and with such disdain, for the American will and the whole deny and counter accuse is what I'm so sick of. Like they, they deny everything that we're saying that they're being called out on and pointing it back and saying, no, like I'm not an idiot. You're an idiot. You know, like he is, she, you know, it's this exactly. so moronic. So I actually get a little bit pissed that we yeah. have to police and them. That, it's shocking because obviously, I, I don't know, do these people not realize that, you know, the internet is basically a, a catalog of history. Like, so in other words, like you can go back what? to 2016, right? Yeah. Democrats had a we need nine campaign where they yep. emphasized the need for nine Supreme Court Supreme Court justices. And now they're pushing for 13 Republicans yesterday reminded Senator Ed Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts, the yep. lead senator uh, who sponsored this bill on expanding the court from nine to 13. Of this, because there is literally a picture of him on the internet, a video circulating right now of him at a podium with a big sign in front of it that says hashtag we need nine. Yesterday, yeah. he was standing at a podium that says we need to expand and pack the courts. Like, go, I mean, what is going on here? Like, do they really think we're this stupid? Yes. Yes, they definitely they do. They do think we're this stupid. That's the problem. They think we're the stupid and they think they've seen what the intimidation and the harassment and we still get it. And I had this conversation with a guest recently who was like, you know, what? he was speaking up against this stuff, but then he was getting such pushback and losing clients and he realized it's not worth it. I'm like, but isn't it, isn't it worth it? Cause in my mind, silence and compliance equal implied consent, right? Yep. So the, the less people that are talking, the more people that are lining up implies consent. If we say nothing, we do nothing then it, it's on us to, yeah. to, to deal with it. Right. And this applies to all of all areas of all of our lives, not just this, but, you know, I never really paid attention to politics before really 
into the Obama campaign, I started to perk up and pay attention with all the Hillary nonsense going on. And I was like, what is going on? You know, um, and now more so. And so I think there are a lot of people like me who just never paid attention. We're just too busy. We have, we have our lives. We're just, but shame on me because the complacency is what they manipulated. Well, too busy and, and comfortable. Yes. Every, and look, I've been guilty of this too. It's, it's like, okay, you're thinking if I make, if I, if I put too much effort into this, there's a, there's a big target even, and people are going to start coming back even harder and I could lose the, the things that I have for my family that I've worked very hard for. Right. Or lose friends. Exactly. Friends, quotes, right. Friends and family relationships and, and lost people. Yes. I've lost many. I know yeah. a lot of, a lot of us that have, but they were, are they, you know, at the end of the day, I think that actually does you a favor because who wants somebody in your circle that doesn't respect you Absolutely. and your right to disagree. It, it, well, absolutely. And, and the irony is, you know, the differing opinions that I've had with the friends that I have lost, um, weren't big, weren't a big deal to me. Okay. So you believe that I, I just happen to not to believe that, but it doesn't mean that I don't like you because right. there are aspects of you that I like that I focus on. The fact that you don't agree with me on X, Y, or Z doesn't really matter to me. I think yeah. the difference is those X, Y, or Z things are typically political and what I've noticed is the the conservative side and the, even the libertarian to some extent, they we, we separate out politics from our personal lives in terms of a lot of the interactions that we do. And on the on the left, it tends to be all interwoven where everything is political. And that's why you get the the political correct speech and the words and the redefining things is because yeah. it's all political and you can't live life that way. I'm, I don't, well, it's, for, I mean, it just, I don't know. It, I hate to always paint like once one side and, you know, obviously oh, we're, there's plenty we're, of crazies we're on the right. conservative oh, yeah. platform, you know, and, you know, and I'm sure there's, there's people who fall to the left who are, who point out the, the crazy and ridiculous ideas that happen on the right. Cause it does happen on both sides. It's what, and that's why these conversations and debates need to happen amongst people, regardless of what side you need to listen to each other's opinions. And we need to call out the ridiculous and the hypocrisy that happens, whatever, whatever whichever side of the party, you know, that, that you fall on. Exactly. You know, I mean, and that's how we can actually move move the pendulum in the right direction where we're all on the same page. I, I, I totally agree with you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think Marco Rubio said it best. He goes, you know, there was no problem with the courts up until a Republican president was elected and started appointing people to the vac vacancies that we had over the last four years. Now there's a problem with the courts. Well, absolutely. That, that, that sums up this whole thing like perfectly. Absolutely. But think about the last time. Reagan appointed, who did he appoint? Sa Sandra Day O'Connor, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and it, it, so there was a lot of controversy over his nominations and, and, and the, the final appointments too, when he did it because he was Republican. I remember it was the end of the world, right? Does this sound familiar? Reagan's in office. It's the end of the world. He called the Russians, the evil empire, and he's a office office rocker. He's, he's, he's basically co corrupting the court by putting a conservative on. 
you looked at um, Biden's statements in 1983, that was in response to the the Democrats wanting to do pack the court then. Right. <laughs> and, right. and no, we should do. Why? Because it was in it was in response to Reagan putting in his nominees who were conservative. Right. The court is the one it's the one thing that has not been politically tainted. And this is exactly. what our founders intended and what what they wanted. And even our, you know, the honorable RBG herself, right? She said that she was against any type of policy that was for packing the court. So. I, 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 I agree with what she said. You know, I don't necessarily agree with all the things that she's done, but, you know, right. or, but I agree with that particular statement. The issue becomes the court was designed as a stopgap, a break, if you will. So if in my, in my eyes, the court is the reason why they have a lifetime appointment and they uh, are there. They're the guardian of ra- too much rapid change, too much rapid change in the government systems. They they, they move at glacial <laughs> at the at the, at the uh, what the speed of glaciers. OK, so the, they're there to keep it from going too fast and putting too much strain on the. Uh, on the overall system, judici- the the um, legislative and the executive branch, when they move too fast, they're moving at lightning speed now, saying that's a good thing. It's not a good thing. People can't take that much change either. In terms it's of- a lot. And I, I don't know if this goes hand in hand with the push to give D.C. statehood, too, which that's a whole other topic, like putting our nation's capital in a, in a state that's run by blue or, you know, right or left, which obviously it's going to be left, but it doesn't matter what side it's run by. Our capital should not be subject to policies under one political party. It should be totally immune from that. But here they go, wanting to blanket the our <laughs> freaking capital, which already is with the fucking wall and all this shit that, yep. Pelosi, you know, put up there. But that's just an example. That's just foreshadowing of what will happen when DC is actually a blue state like well well absolutely but it's in the constitution it's not, i think they're going to use the loophole it, i think the wording is it, the capital cannot belong or, or reside in any state so there's two ways to look at that okay it can never be in a state right right or it just can't be in an existing state but if you create its own <laughs> I, I mean then okay maybe we could get around that which i i just think that's stretching it but you know what is even happening and you know when you talk to people i was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday and she is polar opposite from me in virtually every area of life including politics um and she's like you know i just want to talk about it because there's there's nothing i can do about it and me dave you sitting here we can't do anything about they're going to pack the court or not, regardless of what the three of us think. They're going to make D.C. a state or not, regardless of what the three of us think. But if the three of us turn into six of us, turn into nine, turn into 900, turn into 9,000, 900,000, 9 million, then, you know, then then they're going to listen. So, again, silence and and inaction equal wide consent. Yeah. I always uh, encourage yep. more people to speak. So, I mean, we, to Barb's point, we took the same thing happened with vaccine passports. Like there was yeah. a huge push. Now in California, they basically took it off the plate because they got so much pushback on it because the, you know, the nation 
you know, had that. And I say it all, all the time. They had that line in the sand that was crossed and, and people spoke up and pushed back. And that's, that's why these conversations and these debates and these topics, people need to talk more. They need to stand up more. They need to be more vocal about these things and less silent, especially today when people are being silenced for speaking up. You know, yeah. everyone needs to be. Yeah, vulnerable. we're getting crushed. And, and you know, Bobby yeah. Sosito was yeah. on here a couple of weeks ago and he's <laughs> like, you know, the the adage was that you're not supposed to talk about politics or religion at the dinner table. And he's like, you know, I don't think that's true anymore. I think we, we need to be talking about those things more often. Like Project Veritas does. What a good segue. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next thing. OK. CNN uh, basically caught on camera Project Veritas. Um, some people like them, some people don't. But what they do is they go undercover and they try to reveal, you know, uh, hypocrisy. They try to reveal corruption and, and things that people are, are are doing in their organizations. And um, they basically relaunched uh, what they call the hashtag expose CNN campaign last week when they shared a f- uh, actual footage of a CNN technical director. Uh, Charles Chester revealing that the liberal network um, has been pushing propaganda over the last four years to sway public opinion. And in the footage, Chester claimed that CNN's focus during the 2020 election campaign was to get rid of President Trump and that the network hyped its coronavirus coverage for uh, bigger ratings and that it also aimed to help Black Lives Matter, among other things, and that it regularly admitted that CNN pushes propaganda. But the thing is, that's so crazy about this is yesterday, the founder of Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, he had his uh, Twitter account banned off of Twitter for basically exposing the truth. When my point has been, why aren't they banning CNN for pushing lies and propaganda? Shouldn't it be the reverse? Like this is where our values and everything that's going on is so like flipped upside down. Well, it it should be the reverse. But what what I really think is going on here, if you look at the, it's probably a little more uh, in depth conversation than what we have time for here. But the I think the issue is, personally, I believe we live in a techno oligarchy now, where if you look at the the top ten companies, tech companies, they account for a huge amount of the wealth off of Wall Street and the Nasdaq, top ten, and they control a lot of the elements that make our society go. Okay. They're in, I believe in an alliance collusion, whatever you want to call it uh, with the government, the government can step back and has been stepping. Well, they're a private company and we can't, we can't do anything about their in, in, uh, in impinging your rights because they're a company. The government can't impinge your rights. And so they've outsourced this, just like they outsourced the war on terror, which I was a part of for freaking, you know, 20 years. They, they've outsourced it. And they can now step back and say, it's not our problem. Those guys have every right to, to ban what it is that um, they don't like about what you're saying. So they're hiding behind the text and the text then get their service. My dad always used to say government is in the is in the job of giving people the right to do business. Actually, he said selling the right for people to do business, and uh, whether that's lobbies or anything else, uh, I didn't really understand what he meant in the seventies, but I do get it now. And yeah. I, yeah, I think that's what's going on. 
I sometimes feel like it gets really disheartening. And the more this conversation goes, I'm getting like the more <laughs> discouraged I'm getting. And to, and I understand why people just want to step away because it's too upsetting to grasp. But especially like for me, it's a little emotional because my family's been through so much upholding what I thought was the freedoms we have in this country, only to realize that our freedoms have been nothing more than an illusion. Um, just we've all been on a leash this whole time. And just the fact that we've been allowed to run off leash sometimes doesn't mean that, that we're not so leashed back up. It's just our, I really, really am beginning to feel like our freedom is just an illusion. And, and I'm seeing that trampled on and abused more and more. And it's making me call into yep. question so many things about, about what we've been through in my family and as a country as a whole. And it is really discouraging, but then again, when I kind of put the big girl panties back on, I'm like, well, you know, you can really sit around and cry about it, or you can at least try to do something about it, whether, whatever that is, you know, whatever I'd rather do what we can do in, in our voice. Like this is what we have in our hands to offer. I'd rather offer that than put my hands in my pockets and offer nothing and then sit around and complain because that's that's what le- got us here, I think. But I'm no. off tangent, but like I get emotional. Like we're, we're the, we have we have this yeah. tree of freedom, right? And and big tech and the government is like a woodpecker, and they're just pecking away <laughs> at the tree, right? And, and making a big hole and trying to you know, systematically yep. chip away and take our freedoms away from us, little by little. And it's and it's not consequential enough where it's like, um. Who cares like, if they track us? Who right. cares if it, we do? Who just, cares if I need these, a shot? Who cares if I need things this? that just keeps and it's the compound effect of that over yeah. time that's really going to yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But think about this: some of the very sayings that our country was founded on, "Give me liberty or give me death," or sometimes the tree of liberty has to be watered with the blood of of sacrifice right. in order for it to to replenish and grow. Those statements now are considered aggressive and antithetical to what the what the political correctness is in the in in our society now. How ironic! Yeah, the, right. very, the very things that founded our nation you can't say anymore because no, no, that's that's too aggressive and it, 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 it's sending the wrong message. Hell, no, it's yeah. not sending the wrong Ronald message. Reagan, right? We're one generation away from you know. Losing, losing freedom and all that stuff. No, no, I would feel like it was much easier to maintain when our country was smaller. But as with anything, you know, even in nonprofits that were involved in, events were involved in that we've gone to, when it was a smaller number, it was easier to be a little more equitable and pay more attention. Everybody had a place and a voice. The more people you cram in, the more people you cram in, the more it has to be controlled, I guess. Like the, you know, and so it's like, that's the reason, but I don't know, but it, we need to, we need to get it back. Yeah. To your point, Ron, I think the big tech thing is really yeah. probably the, that's the, how they're controlling the, the us. Scariest thing. You know, it, we, it absolutely. We've never seen companies like this at this size and power ever in the history of the world. Like this is a, an entirely new animal. Oh yeah. And they're basically have their, you know, Full, they just can do whatever they want. They're censoring people off their platforms because you know, they're, they're against their policies. Look, I, I'm all for censoring clearly divisive hate speech that is. But who makes hurtful, that decision? You well, know, and, but 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 that, that's not what they're doing. They're just they're they're silencing these people because they don't they're against what they what that person right. believes. Right. They, you're right. So, I mean, hell, they 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 just banned a former president from ever using Twitter. 
Right. It's, okay. it's ridiculous. That's, that's insanity. Okay. That is a person who was elected by the American people twice, in my opinion. They could do it to him. They could do it to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. That's the point. I was in a chat on a show yesterday that we were multicasting. Um, It was uh, was Matlock's show. And so we're multicasting it. And in the chat room, okay, Facebook is censoring. I couldn't like certain chats in in the chat room. And it wouldn't let me do anything with that chat. And then after a while, they were deleted. I didn't yeah. delete them. It was like, wait, wait a minute. What, Facebook is mo- was monitoring it and didn't allow me to make a comment or like it and then deleted it. I was totally flabbergasted. But this is why we're doing what we're doing and trying to create these things outside of Facebook. I mean, we use Facebook. Because, I mean, here we are right now, this yeah. very minute on yeah. Facebook, but it's a pathway. It's a segue. It's not our only yeah. platform. There's uh, the, sure. exactly. your app, by the way, let's talk about that. The OpsLens app is a great way to go about it. Ron, take a second to tell people about that too. Well, we're trying to create this conservative community of, of again, indep- independent minded people that have shows, articles, bring it into the app where if you're there for one show, you can see, oh, there are other shows that you like and there's a cross-pollination going on and it, and it grows, but it's interactive. So you can do chat rooms, you can make videos and give us your comments and we can then send those uh, comments out to other social media platforms, right? Until they ban them, but they'll always be on the app and that app is accessible on Roku and Apple and Firestick and the and those Little videos will be on there too, on the TV that you can go and see. And then we have a live reporting feature. So we can designate people that, that have worked with us who have the app to be use the app as a reporting tool for if they're at a peaceful protest or something like that and yeah. want to show well, that. Jam everyone's signals like they did January 6th. Um. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're exactly right. They jammed the cell towers, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, we couldn't do anything. And on our end, it's the Great American Syndicate is the other platform that we're doing. And yep. we just moved to Mighty Networks and brought that uh, right. that community over there. So Great American Syndicate is our community uh, where we collaborate with people like Ron and Anthony Russo from Be The Change. And we're working together to build these networks on other platforms. But here we are using Facebook because we're going to use every grasp it's, it's that just, we can. What Ron just said before makes yeah. me think about like, like we've had Bobby Sauce on the show, right? Yeah. And his whole platform... So all the fact checking and that Facebook does and all this, like they, they're tracking the words that are popped up. So oh, yeah. they can put a, a fact check or a blurb up there. So he literally in his videos, he uses like fake names. He calls yeah. the coronavirus, the Corona clap. He, he like does all these things. So so Facebook can't pick up on those words and he doesn't right. get taken down or banned. Or, right. or, so it's just genius. But but it, but the thing is, it, it's it's so sad that you have to go to that level to be able to get your voice and your message out there. That's oh, the thing that that's just crazy. It's frustrating as hell. Absolutely is. But but I, I told you the one about Plato. I, I put the one the 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 uh, comment from Plato. The quote. Right. Yeah. Right. It was about uh, the, he who speaks the truth uh, typically is hated the most. I'm paraphrasing it. And they, also. Like- yeah, I violated community standards. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're not supposed to tell the truth. Yeah. You can't handle the truth, Ron. All right. So speaking of the truth, let's move into the reason I thought of you instantly this morning when I saw this story. 
Fake if, news. If you remember back in June, I think it was during the, as the election was really amping up and things, shit was getting real, right? That one of the stories that came out, one of the gazillion stories that came out against Trump was the whole fact that he knew that Russia had put a bounty on American soldiers had given right. Taliban a bounty to kill American soldiers. And they even in at least more than one story said, you know, 20 troops were killed in Afghanistan in this time period. It's unclear how many of those were a result of this bounty. So inciting, inflaming, all this stuff. Only now I wake up this morning and discover, oh, they've walked it back. They now have low to moderate confidence in the intelligence used for that report. And that's why Trump said that he didn't know about it. That's why Trump called the fake news, because Trump was saying right then it wasn't verified. It wasn't credible. It wasn't this. McEnany came out and said that, you know, it wasn't yep. a credible intelligence reports. But still, you had Biden, a presidential candidate saying, I don't know why Trump refuses to stand up to Russians who are targeting Americans, but I will as your president. You had Obama, a former president who understands the briefings that yeah. a president gets better than anybody and would know for sure what what is filtered to the president's what passes the gauntlets of the intelligence community to be shared with the president and what doesn't he went out there blasting trump for sitting on this and talking about how trump is cozying up to the russians and this is a problem and we need to end this and that's why he's a dangerous president pelosi schumer everybody so i thought of you instantly ron because it triggered me obviously it triggered yeah. you know it's the emotional thing i'm subject to being triggered i need to take a few steps back because I want to actually know the truth. I want to actually know if things like the death of American soldiers were manipulated to cast the president in a bad in a bad light and contribute to him losing the election or if it's possible that this was actually true like what is the level of intelligence what's the threshold for a report like that to have been sent to the president of the United States. And it said that the intelligence was gathered from interrogating criminals and terrorists in Afghanistan. So is that a viable, are those interrogation tactics credible, credible enough? Um, so yeah, I, I, I see what what's you're saying. the real story? Look, the, that type of information, we have to, you have to do corroboration of the, the source, right? And you, you do that or the source is. Don't know how many sources were used in this. It sounds like there was multiple with respect to either thing interrogation, but that that wouldn't be taken for face value out of an interrogation. You would want to corroborate it against other assets you had that may have access or um, uh, preliminary understanding, out you know, fringe understanding that you could begin to put pieces together to say, yeah, there's a high probability of this. You'd want to put SIGINT signals intelligence in on it to see, was there any chatter about this? Um, did the Russians broadcast this to people that they have? Uh, right. So you'd add that SIGINT, you'd add m some tactical pieces that, that the military would gather that would be folded into the national level um, Intel as well. There's a lot that goes into it to try to corroborate it, but you would never, unless it was, because you don't have the time on that, unless it was uh, imminent danger of an attack on the U.S. or a person, right? Imminent. This is a threat. Somebody's going to die in the next 24 hours. You don't have a lot of time to, to corroborate right. that. You tend to 
take it for face value and, and see where it goes to try to stop it. Right. But in this case, there was a lot of time. This isn't an imminent threat. This was a, okay. Yeah. We, we're, we're getting money for bounty to, to kill Americans. Okay. There's a lot that goes into corroborating that and a lot of other Intel uh, streams that you have to add to that other than just the interrogation. I want to add, nobody was mentioning that at the time Trump was killing Russians <laughs> by the dozens. <laughs> okay. We had people on the ground killing, killing the Russians right and left. Obama never did that. Right. And, and nobody talked about the fact that, okay, Russians were dying that were helping you know, the, the Assad regime. Okay. And he should get credit for that. How could how could we be killing Russians along? You know, while we're helping the the, the rebels when it, none of it made any sense. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you go back six to eight months, and to the story was on every news outlet, everywhere. How everywhere. By, how Trump is Trump said nothing, and oh uh, yeah, you know, so probably something leaked, uncorroborated, but they just ran with it. This is the point before with CNN being exposed, with admitting that they they push propaganda. This was another propaganda piece. But if you exactly. look, I was just doing it before while you were talking. I looked up, I googled, you know, bounties on on American troops heads, Russia, and now you have every media source basically reporting that America is walking it back. So. It, it, you know, it's just. But there's no accountability there for no that. Accountability and for you have Biden. Like what accountability should Biden, for instance, face? This is what he said during the campaign. Right. The commander in chief of American troops serving in the dangerous theater of war has known about this for months and done worse than nothing. He said not only has he failed to sanction or impose any kind of consequences on Russia for this egregious violation of international law. Donald Trump has continued his embarrassing campaign of deference and debasing himself before Vladimir Putin. His entire presidency has been a gift to Putin. But this is beyond the pale. And this is what he used in the campaign. And, do you know. I was getting slammed. I had other gold stars. And this is why this story strikes me, strikes me hard because it came out everywhere. And I see gold star wives like and gold star moms like, fuck Trump. How could he do this? He killed my, you know, blah, blah, blah. and and I would come out and say, wait a minute, where are you getting this from? Do we know this is true? I mean, you can say what you want about Trump, but I have a hard time believing any president. I don't even think Biden. I can't stand no. Biden and, and Harris and Pelosi. I don't think even they would sanction. No bounties on our troops, right? I think that goes, stretches it beyond. So do you really think this is true? Do you, shouldn't we look into this a little more and holy moly, here it came. I had gold stars shunning me, shutting me off, cutting me off from the pages, telling me I should be ashamed of myself. I'm dishonoring all the people like my husband. These are gold stars. They were so emotionally pulled by this story. They just believed it face value because fucking CNN said it. Right. Yep. Um, and Biden no, said it. Biden said it, who's anti-Trump and Obama, who they worship as a deity when he's done more mischief and mishap in this country and run them up with it. And leave them. And we're instantly willing to turn on a, another gold star who, you know, we don't all have to disagree, but the level that they took it to to slam yeah. because their emotions were so and, and they just believed it. And that's the power of these people. That's what they, all I did was question it. All I did was say, I would like to know yeah. more information before I jump on this train and boom. What, what, you, 
what you hit on and in terms of accountability is what Thomas Sowell talks about with the elites. Yeah. Then the, the sad part about it is the elites, uh, both in academia and in the government, they're never held accountable for any of their actions because, because of the positions that they have, they can, they can set something in play, but never be held accountable for the, the negative consequences of that action. But they'll impeach a president. That's right. Because of something that he supposedly said, which he never said, which was completely untrue. They, they impeach Trump for, but where's the accountability for Biden on any of this? And for Obama. It's such childlike behavior. I mean, you you all remember when we were kids, right? We would get in that circle and I would whisper something in Barb's ear and then she would whisper it to the next person and go all the way around. It was a completely different thing. I came back to, this is basically what is happening. Someone leaks something, the media runs with it, then it shares to this story and they, they throw this little headline on it and this, that headline. And it's, it's completely garbage. It's complete BS. There's no underlying truth to any of it. And if there is underlying truth, it's, it's completely opposite than what the real truth is. Yes. This, is this happens every day in this country with, with the media. Journalism is, is dead. Like yeah. there is very few real journalists out there that are actually reporting news unbiased to give the American people the information that they need to make educated decisions. It's all manipulated. It's all biased. It's all at this point with the, with the bigger, you know, mainstream media companies, it's all political. They're literally a political arm of, you know, whatever ideology that they, that they, that they're believing in and supporting. So I just want to know the truth. And that's, what's so exhausting to me. I just want to know the truth. So I know who to throw my support behind. I don't believe anything I'm told really any story I get, I dig. And whether it's something that I'm happy to see or unhappy to see, I dig now. Let's call it true facts. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to tell me what they're, I, I'm tired of hearing this. My truth. Okay. Right. Okay. You're entitled to your perception. Okay. Right. But the facts. What's the actual fact? Yes. Okay. Right. And so give me the true facts, all of them. Don't just give me a slice. Right. I was just in a, another conversation with a gentleman uh, the other day, Charlottesville. Oh, well, Char- he didn't d- condemn it. I said, well, but he did. The full three and a half minutes, if right. you look at the first minute and a, and a half, he comes out and basically slams, right? right? The Nazis, the white supremacists, and says there's no place in our society for people like that. And then right. he says the people that are protesting, they're good people on both sides. Right. They used that and distorted it. Oh, I never yep. heard that. I never heard that. Right. Said, you, you, need to dig. Hard to find. you need to dig. You need to dig. They're not getting all the facts. They just tailor the facts, just like they did with DeSantis the other day. Yeah minutes i'll never watch 60 minutes it's so it is so frustrating and that's why i appreciate people like you platforms like your that's why we're going to keep doing what we're doing i really just want to know what's actually true stop lying to me stop telling me what i'm supposed to think or feel stop playing with emotions just go on the fucking facts because and give us the credit to figure out it out for ourselves what we stand for and don't report anything like that or or create an article or story or editorial call it an op-ed but don't call it news yes until you exactly yes that's why we're an op-ed right now right right? this is we're not the news here this is an op-ed journalism is is not opinions and assumptions right journalism is supposed to be based on facts right absolutely
No, I agree with you. Ooh, I'm getting all, again, <laughs> I am like, I'm whipped up, Ron. All right. So look, we're going to, uh, we always end the show on a positive yeah. note because we, you know, we believe in positivity, positive, positivity, possibility, and patriotism. Like that, those are our three, Yep. you want to call our, our training principles that Barbara and I lead our American snippets with. So we're going to share an awesome story with you today um, where a group of, uh, a bunch of elementary students, they cheered for a cafeteria manager who oh. passed her U.S. citizenship uh, test. A heartwarming video posted on social media showed the moment students and staff at an elementary school in Oklahoma lined the halls to cheer for the school cafeteria manager who just recently passed her test to become a U.S. citizen. Every morning, Mrs. Yannett walks into the office and proclaims, good morning, pretty ladies. And with a smile and a laugh, she always starts today with a positive message. That was from Michelle Anderson, the school's principal, uh, on uh, their uh, Facebook page. So awesome story. Congratulations to Mrs. Yannett for becoming a U.S. citizen. Yeah, and and bravo to that whole school and administration for celebrating that with her. And on another related note, a past guest of our Steve Sims, yeah. who is somebody who is just so cool. If you don't know who he is, Google him. We also did a story on him, so you could Google that. Um, and he'll be working with us. We have an announcement to make uh, for January coming up. But the real life Wizard of Oz. The real life Wizard of Oz. He's called. The story is crazy. Yeah. He's like a concierge. So literally, he does this like takes people on expeditions to the Titanic kind of thing. Oh wow! Um, like crazy, and he. He was a bricklayer's son and bricklayer in London. And he just and he came to America and he just recently became a uh, citizen himself. And he's proudly showing his his American citizens citizenship now. Yeah. So okay. we'd like to congratulate Steve Sims and everybody who is walking the path to do so legally and lawfully and become a, an asset to our country. We really appreciate you all. Yep. I like it. I saw that. I saw that clip on the news. I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a good one to highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Cool. Thank you, Ron, for letting us grab you so early in the morning and join us for our thing. And thank you for the, the credibility and the information, the knowledge you bring. Like, I just, I really just, I think more people should seek out people like you who have actual firsthand knowledge and information and will share it in a, Whatever way, you know, if it comes out against something that you believe in, you're going to offer that up. You're not going to shadow it or taint it. But I didn't know what you were going to say today. I didn't know. For all I know, you could have gone on and said, well, yes, absolutely. Trump would know this. And absolutely, he should have known this. And that's why I didn't prep you for this in advance, really. Like, I wanted to I wanted to know the truth. So. Um, so, so thank sure, you for that. Yeah. Thanks, Ron, for being here. Make sure you follow uh, Ron's platform, Ops Lens. Download the app. Uh, we go live every Thursday. Thursday at seven o'clock Eastern Ops, Standard on Opslands Eastern Standard Time. A uh, great platform, a lot of great shows. So make sure you you check that out. You can check it out on Facebook too, just by going to facebook.com forward slash Opslands. Below on the ticker, you see you can sign up for our newsletter, American Snippets. Also join our patriotic community called the Great American Syndicate. And if you like this cool little shirt, you can go to americansnippetsapparel.com to pick up yours as well. So we appreciate you being here today. Yes, we do. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, guys. See you soon.